Welcome to the Party Invite Podcast, where we strive to bring together a diverse group of enthusiasts to play, discuss, and enjoy everything video games. I am Chairman Mao, and with me is Vilos. That's me. Sovereign Sid. Hello, darling. Tonight, we are discussing a little topic regarding video game, movie slash TV. Uh, you might want to stick around for, since uh, the Sanic, Sanic just came out. Right, right? Yeah. Yes, as of the recording of this podcast, yes, tonight. It's happened. Uh, stick around for that, uh, but first we're going to get into what we've been playing, of course. Uh, Vilos, I'm just going to kick it to you. you got uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive? Yeah, that, uh, that one game that uh, I put some hours into. I am less than 10 hours away from the end, mm. finally. Uh, and again, it's... For anybody that's not familiar with Xenoblade, it's not a slog, but boy, if you're not familiar with JRPGs, it can be. Um, <laughs> yeah, that game is a movie. Speaking of, <laughs> yeah. So um, it just just like when I played Xenoblade Chronicles two, it uh, really got going after about thirty hours. But that said, it's a fantastic game. Uh, if you are if you're not a fan of JRPGs, like I think this is the one to start with. It really is, because, um, you know, if you're already a lover of anime and, and waifus, then that's then you can go ahead and go to Xenoblade 2. That's fine if you really want to do that. Um, but I, I feel like Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, especially the definitive edition that's on Switch right now, that's that's the way to go. If you want something that is just incredibly sprawling and it's it's one of the titles that a lot of people don't think about like when we we talked about the the open world games and stuff like that jrpgs and stuff like xenoblade is actually what kind of created some of the best parts of the genre before things like breath of the wild came out um i mean the original xenoblade chronicles was on fucking wii <laughs> like and it it was it was not as graphically intense as as this version is but as far as the world building it's the same world just prettier uh, it's it's wild to think that a game came out on Wii, uh, in which you could literally spend like thirty straight minutes of actual time in real life walking across a single strip of land in the game. <laughs> like the the environments are just amazing. Obviously, the story is amazing. It's one of the best stories in RPGs. Um, it's right up there with uh, with uh, Witcher Three for a lot of people that love love rpgs and um there's there's not a lot to say about it besides the fact that it's it's so special um it's just a, a unique combat system uh great characters that kind of gave a lot of a lot of heart to the jrpg stuff that we see nowadays um like i, I really i really need it to be done though <laughs> <laughs> because I have so many RPGs to still play. I've got Shin Megami Tensei 3 and 5, uh, Tales of Vesperia and Tales of Arise to play this year. Like, I just... Uh, you could probably live without <laughs> Tales of Arise. Uh, just... No. That, that I mean, I know, she, I know she owns it and everything, but like... Just... Can't live without it. Can't do it. I, I like, I no, have like reason... four hours in it and I need to get past the only reason that we got um, Xenoblade Chronicles and stuff, like, at all, in the first place, right, was because of what, uh, what was it called? Project Rainfall, right? 
so it was like Xenoblade Chronicles and then two other games. Um, something about a tower and some other game. But that's the only reason that we got uh, Xenoblade Chronicles like stateside was because there was like this big, big, super grassroots like petition movement to be like, these games need to come over here. Why aren't they here? Why haven't you localized these? Like, do that. Yeah, there so, there's a really big push uh, on the Wii. I, I think you. I think one of them might be uh, what is it? The the last story, maybe one of those that that you're talking about. Oh, uh, Operation like, Rain, Rainfall was the name of it. It was like really when after uh, uh, like Radiant Dawn, the the Fire Emblems of the GameCube and Wii era came out. Um, they they kind of spawned uh, a Nintendo to finally get a little bit more in uh uh put a little bit more investing into monolith soft and and monolith soft now you know is the reason that breath of the wild is what it is now um a lot of people don't realize that so yeah if if you want to if you want to get into the the progenitor of how breath of the wild came into play like just start playing xenoblade and, and see if you like it it's it's totally worth it Oh yeah, but yeah, that's that's all I've played because I think I put fifteen hours into it over the past week uh, because it is a marathon. <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to? Um, I'll I'll start real quick. Uh, I've already talked about it a little bit on the podcast, I believe, uh, and I know I did a a brunch stream with uh, Thomas about it. But I beat Young Souls today. Um, I hopped in. I had like eighty percent left. I'm like, I am just gonna finish this. Um, it's cool. It's not like blow you away amazing. I feel like the ending was a little meh. There is one really good part of it. I'm not just no spoilers, but the it as a whole was kind of a letdown. Uh but I mean I'd say like a seven or a eight for a game that's just a brawler, dungeon crawler, like action RPG type thing. It's cool. Like um, and it's on Game Pass, and you can play co-op if you are uh, locally capable to do that. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Just you know, it's nothing. It's nothing spectacular. It was just like, oh, I'm, I'm basically at the end of this thing. I should just finish it. Um, which yeah, finishing games not my strong suit. So uh, finish I'm that. Hear that. Then the ending wasn't that bad for you just like like the um does this thing where there's not there's there's a lot of exposition throughout the game but it's never very long and the cutscenes are never very long and then like as you go through the final gate it's like hey just so you know you're entering like the final sequence of the game so if you want to go back and do something like now is the time to do it like okay i just had already done that i'd already leveled up and i like ran in there it was like cutscene. Another cutscene. Another cutscene. I'm like, yo, what? Like, am I gonna get to fight the the big bad? What are we doing here? Uh, and then it like that's like a few weeks later. I'm like, <laughs> or like a week later or something. I'm like, what is? What, am I gonna fight the the guy? What is happening here? We're taking too long to get to the that point. Um. Finally, you do, and it's like, but at this point, I'm so badass that nothing can touch me. Um, they do do this interesting thing. They do do. They do do this interesting thing where you have like three levels, um, 
or like places that you can go and they all have like different uh dungeons in them and for those you have just like regular equipment and for the last one very last place you can go it says there's ghosts there so you have to have uh weapons that can that can hurt ghosts which once you have a catacomb key you can then go into the catacomb places you had seen earlier and get those weapons out of chests um what it does is it like gets rid of like basically all of your all of your armor and all of that stuff is just gone uh while you're holding this like you're still wearing it but you're holding these ghost weapons and it just puts your hp down to one get hit by any oh, of the ghosts okay die and your uh brother or sister will tag in you have to like revive the other one just because if you get hit it's over um but it's like none of it's very hard like i was like oh so this will be like another expansive area is like two or three levels like it just kind of seemed like tacked on almost like what do we do uh, i don't know let's do this um but uh it was i was like oh this should be interesting and fun and it was like eh. <laughs> it's like, kind of not really like it didn't I thought like they were really gonna start messing with me at the end of the game because the game isn't super easy, but it's not super hard either. So I'm like, all right, well, they'll probably throw some weird stuff at me at the end. By that point, you're so powerful. And with the ghost stuff, I was like, okay. There's also this part where they start teasing that the lights are going out. And I'm like, man, if they make me fight in the dark, don't be a problem. Uh, it's gonna be very hard. And then they just like tease it a bunch of times and then the lights come up and the boss fights you with lights on. Never mind. Okay. Um, uh, and you fight like a, a shadow version of yourselves and like, you know, stuff that you've seen in other games. And, you know, it's. I, I like the like variety of weapons and stuff in there. You have daggers, um, two handed swords, one handed swords so you can hold a shield, um, daggers. Um, like, all that stuff is interesting for a game that. You know, you're not expecting much from. Uh, you're oh, it's just a side-scrolling brawler dungeon crawler thing. Like oh yeah, but you have all these different types of weapons, and you can upgrade them, and you can upgrade all your armor and all sorts. Of, like there's, it's an interesting game. So I I say it's not incredible, but absolutely worth a worth a look uh, if it goes on sale on like some of the other um, platforms. Uh, but it is uh, free on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, good. Have no excuse to almost not check it out. We we gotta change our name from party invite to just like <laughs> Game Pass show. Game, Game Pass party. <laughs> you know what? Game Pass if, is on our bingo card, y'all. <laughs> uh, if I can uh, get P three to talk to us on Twitter, then uh, let's do that. I got another. I got another Game Pass game to talk about, but I'll let uh, Debbie uh, do one of hers, and then we'll come back. All right. Well, I suppose I will talk about uh, something I've been playing a lot of recently, which is uh, Double Dragon. Double Dragon. And um, I've been playing a lot of the original and also Double Dragon Neon because it is available um, on the Switch as well. So as y'all know, I work at a, a like a classic, you know, old school arcade now. And um, a lot of what I do there is very like passive. You know, I mean, I, I, I upkeep the machines or whatever. I make sure everything has credits and I make sure customers are generally having a good time and if they have any questions to help them out and stuff. But a lot of it is also just sitting. So my Switch has been kind of like a godsend while I'm at work because otherwise I'm just sitting there like in a mall watching hoity-toity people power walk. <laughs> so 
Um, I've been playing a lot of Double Dragon on the Nintendo Switch like online virtual console. And I actually beat it for the first time uh, the other day, which is weird because I've been playing Double Dragon like all my life because it's one of my favorite uh, beat-em-ups. And every time I got to stage, I believe four. Four? It's the, you start out in like the Alabaster Castle with like the bullshit bricks that like don't have any kind of pattern. They're just random ones that just smack you in the face for no reason and kill Uh, you and end your life and you just devastated for the rest of the world. That video uh, was fantastic though. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was a good time. But I was real mad. Um, (laughs) So it's that stage. And it's kind of like, and I never knew this until I just happened to accidentally stumble across a path that you could take. But it's like in the original Mario Bros. in World 8, 4, where if you don't take the right path, it just repeats. So it just does that. And so it was like a never-ending level to me. I was like, I don't know how to finish this. And that was like me my whole life. I, like, I love the game, so I didn't mind, you know, dying and then restarting and dying and stuff. But now I know there's an actual end, which is really exciting. And uh, I'm not going to tell you how to get there because if I had to suffer... No, I'm just kidding. It's just because I don't want to spoil the game. But... Uh, yeah, you you know you rescue your girlfriend because the whole premise is that your girlfriend Marion gets kidnapped, and um, I won't tell you the final boss, but I didn't even see this coming at all, and I know that's kind of weird for a game that's like what thirty years old, but it would it still caught me off guard. Uh, so yeah, if if you have the Nintendo Switch like online services the virtual console uh play double dragon i mean it's it's a lot of fun anyway my advice to you would be only punch only punch until you get uh five power-up parts because you get m- more points more points you get more experience for like the more hits that you do so if you KO an enemy in like fewer hits then you won't get as much experience as you would to level up because you know you have to get through your jump kick, you have to get through your bat, your headbutt, you have to get through your dragon kick and everything. So um, that's my advice to you. Just only punch until you reach level five. Level five, as in like experience-wise, not stage five, which is a butt. I was going to say, you definitely can't only punch until stage five. That's, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Well, I'm sure there's like a speed run <laughs> or something like that. Yo, you need to kick like don't you have to technically kick in order to do the uh head grab thing yes uh you kick it while you're holding like towards the enemy and you'll grab their hair yeah (laughs) and uh that's just my favorite that's that's always been one of my favorite things but i i never finished it surprise me Mm -hmm. (laughs) i never finished it myself so that's that's really uh it's really funny that that you hadn't either yeah um the punching advice only goes for the original Double Dragon, of course. In the new one, uh, Neon, you know, you get a whole bunch of like power ups and and stuff that you can equip and special abilities and magic moves and things like that. So, I mean, use all of that at your disposal because it's very pretty. <laughs> it's it's very pretty and it's really effective, but it is not mana efficient, like at all. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm kind of wondering these these like like a resurgence of the brawlers like even even young souls is like brawler-esque um getting the uh shredder's revenge right i think it's called so excited for that we're getting the collection of all those 
TMNT games. That's like that's like twenty two games, isn't it? Thirty five like... games or whatever. <laughs> and like then it's... that uh, new indie game that just came out, the Jitsi Squad. Oh, is that another, is another one? Another... Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it was in development for like a while. I've been following them on Twitter, and they finally officially released. It's very, very flashy. So if you cannot handle like busy screens, probably you know avoid that one because it's very busy. But if you can, it's worth it. I think. I do think in brawlers it can get pretty busy, and you're just like, I cannot tell what's going on anymore. There's too many enemies on the screen. Did we uh? Did we freeze again? No. Oh, okay. Like uh. We're just waiting for you to tell us about your other game here. Oh, well, this one. This one people have actually probably heard about recently. Um, Norco. Um, this is something that I know uh, uh, some people have been talking about. Um, it's a point-and-click adventure um, that's take, that takes place in Norco, Louisiana. Like, described as like a... Um, Southern Gothic Noir. Um, that ain't really what it is. It is something else. Um, man. Okay. So it starts off very... It grabbed me like right away because the mystery was interesting. You play this uh, girl, Kay, coming back um, to this town that she grew up in um, uh, because her mother died. She gets oh. there, she can't find her brother. Um, and so you're just kind of wandering around these places, clicking on things, trying to figure out what's going on, where people are. As you do, you start like kind of uncovering weird stuff about the city. Um, it's like, it takes place in like now times, but also like just slightly distant future where there's like robots and stuff. Um, not a ton of them around because you live in like a very rural um, Louisiana, uh, like industrial place um, where it's very kind of poor neighborhoods and stuff. Um, but the, the writing is really good. I will say that it's getting compared a lot to Disco. Um, I'll say that its presentation of its text um, and dialogue is very Disco-esque. Like, those little, like, kind of short blurbs. Um, almost like, here, read 200 characters, move on. You know, like, it's it does not... still look a little more readable, for sure. Yes, it's not like, hey, here's a note in Skyrim. Read five pages of yeah. a novel. <laughs> um, no, it's... Uh, it's I really like it and I, I haven't really enjoyed point and click adventures um i will say this game is getting pretty fucking weird not really sure what's going on <laughs> um and i'm interested to see it through because i know it's pretty short um it did win a tribeca film something or a tribeca game award of some type um for its narrative and there are parts of it that are really well written really flowery um like uh poetic stuff uh, but I, I don't think it is nearly as well-written as Disco Elite. That game is like a world of incredible writing. Uh, but I mean, it's kind of interesting. Like, uh, Besides it just being a point-and-click, you have people that, that kind of join your party. Uh, you'll have like little weird mini-games uh, you'll have to play um, to battle people. You'll have fights. Um, yeah, it's just it's kind of an interesting story. I'm, I'm trying not to burn through it really fast. Because uh, I most I haven't been able to play a lot of games lately. It's all been like little little bits at a time. So um, like uh, this also has you like going back and forth between USK in the present and your mother 
like a week before Kay showed up. So you kind of are bouncing back and forth, learning more and more about uh, Norco and all of that. It's, it's very interesting. Definitely not for everyone. Like people will start playing it and be like, I'm good on this. Uh, <laughs> not what I want to be playing. But I, I think the story has threads in it that I'm interested in seeing out. Uh, but there are some new, newer threads that have come about that I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going on. This is weird. Um, it doesn't make any sense. I'm hoping that they explain it. Um, I kind of got that way in uh, uh, Kentucky Route Zero, uh, which I feel like this might get compared to a little bit, uh, where I was just like, I'm not getting the payoff I want from this. Like, yes, artsy, uh, storytelling, point and click, like, let's go. But at some point, it just kept getting weirder and weirder and not explaining itself and just leaving me with more questions. And I was like, all right, well, I got to, I ain't got time. For, ain't nobody got time for this. Um, but uh, I like Norco. I think it's, I think it's really cool. You're going to hear a lot of people talk about this. Um, they're already starting to come up on a lot of podcasts and a lot of uh, people are crazy. Just, but there's people right now, I know it's early too, but they're saying that, Norco is probably their number two game of the year behind Elden. So, uh, that makes sense. Uh, very artsy. The it's uh, pixelated graphics. Interesting. It's got a really does a really great job of setting the mood and feel like you're in that place. Um, even though it's just like pixelated scene, right? It's like outside. You're like crickets chirping, just like real lightly in the. I have like a little little bit of like synthy kind of music but it's like really they do a really good job of like putting you in that place um yeah it's fascinating i'm interested to see where it goes like you, you get left on a lot of cliffhangers like when you warp from like hey or her mother like basically they'll leave you on a what does that mean and then it'll go whoop and they'll be in playing as the other you're like, oh, well, now I don't get to know what that means yet. Um, so yeah, it's it's a fascinating game. If you're into point and clicks, if you're into reading books, uh, this would probably be up your alley. Um, any of that kind of stuff. It's it's cool. Um, I, I I very much enjoy it. It was something that, like, on the day it came out, or around that time, also Weird West came out. I was like really excited for Weird West. And then I, I kind of heard like a little tidbit about Norco and I was like, check it out. Uh, I think Mustafa has been pushing it a lot, saying it's really great. Um, and so I checked that out first instead of Weird West. And then I haven't had time to get to Weird West yet. So Weird West definitely happening soon. And also Chinatown Detective Agency definitely happening soon. Um, but yeah, that's Norco. Check it out. Game Pass, baby. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Um, I'm definitely going to have some thoughts on it, too, in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Uh, mentioning the Tribeca Games Awards, since we're talking about movies, uh, I did want to uh, note, because I just pulled up the article from The Hollywood Reporter. Um, so this article from, from middle of last year. So Norco is actually the recipient of the very first Tribeca Games Award, because uh, they, they just added that category last year. Um, and it's the recognition honors an unreleased video game for its potential for excellence in art and storytelling through design, artistic mastery, and highly immersive worlds. Wow. Um, 
yeah, and uh, the Tribeca members uh, on this this part of the the panel, Elijah Wood, uh, the District Nine director Neil Blomkamp, uh, and then uh, even uh, Reggie Pizami <laughs> are <laughs> are go. on that. So yeah, that's super cool. Um, and the advisory board, I guess, for the Tribeca Games um, includes Jeff Keighley, of course, and Kojima. And uh, writer and director, though, Nia DaCosta of uh, Candyman. Ooh, what? Uh, Sam Lake, the creative director of Remedy uh, Entertainment. And Kiki Wolfkill, the uh, Halo overarching goddess of, <laughs> of the Halo series. Uh, Kiki Wolfkill. So, like, that's, that's pretty legit. And that's a really great uh, jury and board of, uh, of people in, in both the video game industry and... Uh, the arts in general that's uh, coming together to to make the Tribeca Games Award. So, like, this is a serious a serious thing. Um, I'm really excited that this game is is getting some good press. It, yeah, it's getting uh, good reviews and good press. Um, like I said, it's definitely not going to be for everyone. Give it a shot. You got nothing to lose. It's just there on Game Pass. It's on PC only, as far as I can tell. So yeah. Norco, by Raw Fury, by the way, is the publisher. Raw Fury, they are definitely my second favorite indie behind Baller. Full stop. They're pretty damn good. Yeah. Wow, that's saying a lot. I might actually check this game out. Raw Fury. And they have, like, other stuff that makes me, like, want to go back. Like, I remember I got um, a review code for Night Call. And I'd kind of started it, and it's uh, also like a point-and-click uh, noir story about your cab driver trying to solve a murder. Like, I'm just, you know, I kind of let them know. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm not really into point-and-clicks, but thank you for saying Um, Now I'm like, go back and play Night Call. Check that out. Um, but yeah, it's funny how, like, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not into point-and-click adventures. You play one, and you're like, that you like, you're like, I... Actually, might be. Indoctrination! <laughs> so. Yeah, you're definitely right about Raw Fury. I mean, just the, the games that we've played recently and talked about recently. I mean, uh, Townscaper, Backbone, Sable. Um, I think you, you played West of Dead way back when it came West out. West of Dead right? rule. So, yeah, like so many good things. West of Dead is like uh, Western Hades. Yeah, with Ron oh, Perlman. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Fucking awesome! Like twin stick shooter instead of like twin stick melee. It, that yes, West of Dead, fantastic game. Play that game. This isn't a podcast about Ron Perlman roles, <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> uh, Debbie, yeah, what else you been playing? <laughs> uh, well, uh, just you know, some casual party shootery goodness. The better Halo, which is Splitgate. <laughs> Splitgate is so much fun. They just came out with their new beta season. So a whole new like pass, a whole bunch of new rewards. Uh, they recently reorganized their modes of, like, the, you know, their game modes or whatever. So now they're better organized instead of just randomly throwing them out in, like, a queue. So you don't go through and choose the modes you want to play. You choose all of the the genre of those modes so uh for instance you have like the search and destroy modes or whatever they're called 
which are takedown where you have to like go and eliminate the, per- the people and they don't respond. And the more that they die, the longer it takes for them to respond. So takedown, showdown, game, game modes like that. And then you have, um, you know, the team domination modes. So domination, king of the hill, anything with like an objective point that you have to like capture and stay on for, you know, a certain amount of time. Um, all of the Fiesta stuff is all together. And, um, you know, I, I just really like how they organized everything uh, this time around. It makes it easier to get rid of the modes I don't want to play. That's for sure. Like, contamination. I, I don't like... I'm sick of zombies, y'all. You already know this. I hate zombies. Get them away from me. Stop it. More Zeds. <laughs> you say what? Said no more Zeds. No more. None of it. I don't want corrupted. I don't want radioacted. I don't want, you know, whatever non-copyright infringing term that they use for freaking zombies anymore. Just, I don't want any of it. So, <laughs> nix that mode. Easy to do now because they organized everything. Um, I'm not really sure about the rank system or how it's changed at all, but I'm sure, I mean, you could do the same thing in there. And yeah, it's just a good, clean fun that you could just hop in and just sink some time into whenever, you know, you want. I did have a, and, lot, of, a lot of fun with it when it when it got really hot. Like, playing that for like a few days. Well, it was probably like a month almost before Halo came out. Like, that was, that was some good times. I'm not really sure, like, the biggest explosion of players are when that was. But yeah, right before, like, right around the time that Halo Infinite got announced. Right. You know, people were looking for, like, that Halo parallel to, like, you know, get their fingers warm. And Splitgate is definitely reminiscent of Halo 2. So if you, like, needed to, you know, get into the Halo mood without Halo, there it was. <laughs> But I like the fact that the servers and stuff and the communities are like really, really good. All of it. I have not had one bad like internet experience dealing with Splitgate, which is something I cannot say about Halo at all. Like I have good experiences in Halo, but Halo is still Halo and those, it, it get real toxic up in there. So oh, yeah, no I really doubt. like that I could just have fun, like actual, actual lots of fun and not have to worry about anything when I'm playing Splitgate. It's like, it's cool. It's refreshing. It's a relief. I don't even remember the last time I played a, uh, Halo, honestly. It's been... And I don't have any desire to, like, go back. It's been a while. Yeah, I don't either. But it is also free to play on... I am um, the Halo right now. <laughs> multi- multiple platforms. I don't think it's on the Switch, but I'm pretty sure it's on Xbox. Click it, yeah, nah. Um, it's on PC, it's on Xbox, and I think PS5, I think. But don't quote me on that. Or clip me saying that. <laughs> Flip, it. Flip it. But yeah, Splitgate. Um, dive on in. Especially if you want to break from Halo, which I highly recommend. Oh, 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 and you can make your own maps. You can make your own maps. How did I not um, talk about that? They, they have like a whole forge mode. Yeah, sorry. I don't know how I missed that. Um, burying the lead. Uh, yeah, they have like a whole forge mode. You can make your own uh, maps and stuff. They have community queues where you can queue up for them and everything. And they even retweet some of the better, well, quote unquote, better, because you know it's subjective. Uh, you know, maps on on their Twitter. They retweet all that stuff on there. So, um, if you're a content creator, they do have like you know a partner program that you can get with and create content, make your own maps, and do all that stuff. They've come up with some really really cool maps, and you know a lot of them are going to be like homages to like you know other FPS stuff like nuketown and whatever that space station was giant rocket and a game i can't think of the name of right now but like uh 
A lot of them are like really cool original affairs too. So really worth checking out that mode if you're into, into stage creation. And that's like a solid five months before Forge comes out in Halo, like at least five months. Oh, is Forge actually coming? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's just forever from now. <laughs> yeah. Not, not like soon. There, There's a stupid Halo countdown Twitter and it's like so-and-so days. It's like, bitch, you don't know. <laughs> Like, it's coming, but not. don't try to put a countdown on it. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, that's how out of touch I am with Halo now. So <laughs> That's impressive, though, for a split gate. That's really awesome. Yeah, especially considering it's, I don't even think it's, like, officially out-out yet. Because, like I said, it's called the, the new season that they just released is beta season. Um, I can't remember if it's zero or one. Oh, is it still early access? It's free to play, but I'm not really sure if it's, like, out-out-out yet. Maybe it's called beta season because they're just testing out like the season pass and all that whatnot. Um, but yeah, for it to have like a forge mode like that, like right out the gate, whereas, you know, Halo, one of the biggest franchises in gaming, kind of, sort of, like, where's it at? Y'all got money. We know. Got that money. <laughs> um, you guys want to move on to this, uh, this party topic? Yes. Yeah. Carlos, you lead us into this while I get this podcast tech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, of course, with Sonic 2 releasing tonight, we figured we'd discuss the party topic of our video game movies finally getting things right? Question mark, question mark, exclamation point, because there's there's probably a lot to say about this that uh, will overlap more than one podcast. But, you know, we'll try to, try to keep it as brief as we can. <laughs> um. There, there's definitely a lot of titles to talk about, and uh, one of the things I was thinking about bringing up is just the, the like the Netflix slate of stuff that's coming. But um, oh right, yeah, like just knowing that so many things are currently in production is is like a gift and a curse because we want them to be great. The Netflix has money, um, but it's all like conjecture until some of this stuff actually comes out. We've we've seen that they have been good with some of their uh, anime, uh, not their anime adaptations, but some of their anime, <laughs> like Castlevania. Um, Castlevania is so good. So, so, so good. Yeah. And uh, Witcher obviously has been stellar. I haven't gotten to see the second season, but like people are paying attention to video game adaptations. I mean, does it take Henry Cavill to be in there? Probably. <laughs> but um you know also things things like uh free guy was pretty successful it's uh it's seen some good success on on streaming as well as the box office uh of course though that had both ryan reynolds and a lot of fucking disney money so uh from there um like i said there's plenty to talk about here but uh one of the things we've got you know on our on our minds right now is sonic uh, so, <laughs> so Debbie, being being the Sonic head of a group here, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I am super excited, and actually, I'm disappointed now that we're getting into our party topic that I'm not wearing any Sonic merch. Like, I have so much that I could have worn, and like, I don't know. I just, I'm trying to be cozy. I'm, I'm relaxed right now. It's cool. All of my uh, Sonic shirts are, they're nice, but they're not comfortable. So, <laughs> too hype for comfort. Uh, too hype. Too hype. But I'm really, I'm really excited. I haven't actually gone to see it yet because I'm trying to avoid super duper full theaters because I'm trying to be, trying to be sensible with my health and everything. So 
Um, but I've seen a lot of people's like online takes and everything so far from if they've gone to like the LA premiere or, you know, their early screening premiere that you had access to. And it generally seems to be very, very overwhelmingly positive. Like I believe on Rotten Tomatoes, the audience, audience meter, whatever it's called, um, it's 100 right now. So that's, that's crazy to me because first of all, Sonic used to be like the kind of the butt of the joke, you know? People think of Sonic game and they're like, uh, Sonic game. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, music of Sonic games is banging. Okay. It is. You, you just no, no, no wrong can be done from Sega's like Sonic team's music crew. So true. Strike number one on that, on that take. But the, the way that this has been able, like Sonic as a cinematic universe has been able to like turn around the perception of Sonic's whole you know the whole metaverse of sonic or whatever you want to call it yeah it's really impressive like i'm really excited to go see this movie and i you know i mean not excited enough to go you know with a whole bunch of people but excited enough that i can't remember the last time well the last time i felt ex- this excited about a video game movie was sonic number one so um what i was going to talk about is like what it did right and wrong and got sonic on the right path as a cinematic universe. Cause you know, we're already getting Sonic three and we're getting like a spinoff, like side series, like a TV series or whatever. Um, that's all already been announced. So we, Sonic one and two are really going to set the stage for how that's going to be done and how we're going to receive it. Uh, but what Sonic one did right was first of all, they listened to feedback. That's like the biggest thing that they got right. You know, when we first saw the release trailers and everything, and everybody was kind of skeptical about the silhouette of Sonic. They were like, hmm, something ain't right. Because, you know, at that time, we just all, all we had was a silhouette. And the proportions on it were kind of wonk and jank and heck. So yeah. we were already wary. Uh, and then, you know, we first we got that oh, that now infamous trailer with he like screaming in the garage or whatever. And. That abomination. Yeah, yeah. There are no words to describe the horrors. It's almost like an eldritch, like an elder, what's it called? An eldritch horror? Yeah. <laughs> like they, who shall not be named or whatever, because I'm not trying to like get us drowned in the ancient seas of Echenbrockenblech or whatever. So um, <laughs> the, those are the things that they got right. They got the feedback right. They changed it. And now Sonic looks amazing in Sonic 1, you know. Um Obviously, in Sonic 2, he looks even more amazing. And then Tails and Knuckles both look astounding. It's it's crazy. Because we have this technology to just bring these characters to life like this. It's awesome. Um, I will one say... Thing I, I didn't... Oh, oh go ahead. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to continue. So if you have something just to interject, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I thought the first one was fine. I didn't think it was, like, crazy, crazy good. It just, like, you know, it, it did its job. Right? Yeah. But, like, people yeah. be, like, super hyped. For this one, I'm. I was kind of like taken. I was like, okay, cool. But I just, you know, I did see the movie poster and people are freaking out about that because it's literally the game cartridge and all that. Um, they're they're paying homage in the way I think people want, and that's what's gotten it over. Yeah, I, yeah. that plus the lore. The thing about uh, this movie versus the last one is, uh, and that's what I was about to say, is that the last one was just a buddy cop movie. Yeah. You know, with Sonic in it. So, like, it really didn't... Like, it, you know, we had the opening scene where we're on wherever that place is. I don't think it's Mobius, because I think they've given up on Mobius as a concept um, for any kind of Sonic media, I think. Don't get me 
because I don't read the comments, so I don't know about the comments. Um, so wherever that place, you know, we get a little brief look at his past when he was young, you know, his caretaker and then the, the echidna tribe. We get a look at all of that, which is really cool. But then after that, it's just a buddy cop movie with, with Sonic in it. But it was a good one. It's one, of, it's one of the better buddy cop movies out there that you can watch. Um, and there are a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And so like the difference between that last movie and this one is that this one is going to be focused on Sonic lore. Like the nor the nor that we go to a movie to watch and get, um, and that was something that something like Mortal Kombat, um, also understood was that even though they did add kind of like a Gary Stu main character who really we don't know where he came from, everything else was awesome. You know the fight scenes were cool, and we got to see some of the powers used like reasonably. You know, as opposed to like theatrically, like the original Mortal Kombat, which is I mean, a spectacle. Hmm. Uh, so. I really want to see how they handle like anything after this because, you know, Jim Carrey said he's retiring soon or whatever. So he may not even be back for the the other ones. Are we looking at the star power of Jim Carrey carrying this franchise like Ryan Reynolds did for Free Guy? Or is this something like an actual, like a gem that we have on our hands? Pun not intended. Late. <laughs> No, I, I I didn't mean to, and then I thought I was like, well, you know what? Let me just disclaimer. <laughs> so that's that's where I'm standing. I like Sonic One. I'm super hyped for Sonic Two. I'm really worried about why we all like these movies, but I won't I won't have like a better grasp on that until I actually see the movie. So I think for sure too. Like I think video game movies are doing okay, but they're not at like the level of what the TV series are doing right now like arcane was freaking incredible um i've heard good things about it Cuphead. won so many awards yeah arcane so was many ridiculous and the witcher series is good like I, I like i said i heard good things about cuphead haven't watched it yet um but yeah i think steps are being taken to make those better stories to tell in like like little episodic chunks rather than there's an hour and a half movie, two hour movie. I feel like sometimes they get a little more convoluted, doesn't quite pay off the way you want it to. Uh, whereas with these TV shows, the Castlevania show, all of that stuff, like it just seems like Netflix specifically, really nailing it. Uh, and I hope that continues because we've gone so long watching really bad um, video game media. So let's let's make it good. We we definitely deserve the senior discount on that one. Like yeah. <laughs> Double Dragon movie, the the Mario movie, the original Mortal Kombat. Like we we got some miles. We we have a lot to make up for <laughs> with these uh the new game movies. Yeah, I mean right now uh the unfortunate thing is we can't say that Paul W S Anderson is gone because he's still going at it. Uh, I'm pretty sure Monster Hunter Two is still on the way unfortunately <laughs> that face is exactly what i'm what i feel every I'm day so that I think sad now. <laughs> but uh you can thank the uh the eastern audience i believe for that one because that's where most of the money in theaters uh came from but uh, at the end of the day there are some moves being made uh to improve i netflix has resident evil 
and that's fantastic because Welcome to Raccoon City was dog shit. Um, and, you know, I, I don't say that lightly about much, but man. Uh, and that was that was one of those things that had a great concept and then they just didn't execute right. Um, and the. That brings it to I, I feel like the the conversations about this is, are just ridiculous and sometimes way too too much. Um, like watching all the docu series stuff on the Halo series uh, is kind of exhausting. I do it because I love Halo, <laughs> but every time somebody's like, you know, as a writer, like they're they're just two different mediums, you know, video games and and television and movies. Like you just have to tell different stories. Number one, no, you don't. All right, <laughs> you really don't because there are there are conflicts in video games. That's it that's that happens like the story in halo the game there's so many cutscenes. like there is a plot, a plot it's not taking a like it's not taking the hero's journey that you would write in a script and being like oh we have to make this into a game no like they really thought about it like the funniest thing about the halo series is that you don't get to see joseph staten the you know one of the main writers of the halo series talk about it because to him he's probably like this fucking bullshit dude I, I like i wrote the legit story which spawned books like how are you gonna write a video game story that inspires i think it's like 35 books at this point wait really and then say that it can't be a fucking tv show or a movie well, because it's a video game like <laughs> that's the thing too is like a lot of the movies you watch nowadays are a ton of cgi in them and that ain't that much different than just watching a video game cutscene. Yes, yeah, so a like, lot of movies are gamified already. Yeah. But I don't get it. <laughs> but that is to say, uh, when it all comes down to it, I just finished or almost finished the third episode of the Halo TV series on Paramount Plus, uh, and I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying it way more than I anticipated. Um. Because I was a big fan of Forward Unto Dawn and uh, Halo Nightfall, uh, which I still to this day, to this day, even looking at the Halo TV series, I will still say Forward Unto Dawn is better than the Halo series. Uh, Nightfall is not better, but it is nearly equal to the Halo series right now. Um, but what we've seen so far is pretty cool. And for those of you that are either not going to watch the Halo series or just haven't caught up yet. In this third episode, we finally see Cortana. We finally have Jen Taylor. Yay! And, <laughs> and it's pretty I mean, great. Whatever, you know, no big deal. <laughs> not excited. Um, and uh, even though the first glimpse of Cortana that we saw in the original trailer, everybody's like, mm, what's that? Uh, Cortana's actually a lot more realized in this show than uh, than I think we all thought. Um, you could basically think of of Cortana as Halo 4 Cortana in the TV show. So that's a plus for anybody that's a Halo 4 fan, because that was prime Cortana. So uh, that's got me really excited. Uh, the lead, um, Pablo Schreiber, who plays Chief, uh, is pretty great. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Good he's pretty cool. Uh, I haven't seen the other stuff that he's done, but uh, so far he's playing John very well. Uh, and uh, there's a, a nice thirst episode today. Um, 
just just got that Master Chief butt. If you need ah, it, not the butt. But <laughs> Master uh, Cheeks. Well, no, oh, absolutely no. There's there's a solid minute and a half, maybe two minutes of Chief I'll, Butt in this I'll, episode. I'll say if you don't recognize him, he's one of the security guards in Orange Is the New Black. Yep, uh, the corrections officers. Uh, he's also in a really great, um, like, uh, romantic, like, comedy called "Happy Thank You More Please." That was written by the oh, yeah, yeah. the lead guy from "How I Met Your Mother." It's like written and directed by him, the br- the brunette guy. Interesting. Yeah. But do you see his butt? Yeah, um, <laughs> he's really good in that too. He's a good actor. He's Leaf Schreiber's brother. <laughs> Yes, and that and is. He's, he's got a great that, ass. Uh, apparently, that's that's really all you need to know about the show. But no, it's uh, it's very good. Uh, as everybody that's watched the show already has noted, that uh, the costuming, fucking phenomenal. The uh, production values in general. I mean, it basically cost what Game of Thrones costed per episode. Almost ten million dollars per episode, guys. Wow! Like, like fucking better be good, right? <laughs> um, I mean, they had all that money in Game of Thrones, so look what happened to it. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, but so far, it's looking like it's setting up some really good stuff, and we're not going to get the 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 one bad part of Netflix is that they they're canceling shit at at the end of season one. We already know that we're getting season two of Halo, so. Uh, they're not going to screw us on the actual storytelling right now. Um, so I'm still very excited about it. There's a lot of good in it. Um, just the presence uh, that all the characters have. I, I'm not a fan of how many changes have been made to the lore, but they are putting in so much effort to the costuming and the environments that they're creating. Like uh, in today's episode, the uh, there's a, a shuttle, a little pod, and it's the exact same pod that... Um, it, it's it's the render of this exact same pod that was the one that crashed into Halo in the very first Combat Evolved uh, cutscene. As far as the when they first fall into the Halo, um, oh, wow. it's the it's the exact same one, and it's just like, like oh, it's so cool. Um, and we got to see the first look at uh, the Hunter Worms in this episode. So I'm I'm still all hype for it, uh, and the cast is amazing. So. I, I do think we're on the uphill for TV and, and movies on games. I would love to watch it. It's just that I don't I don't want to pay for another streaming service. You know, we already have so many. Luckily, Paramount Plus is on Game Pass right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, get yourself some Game Pass Paramount Plus, y'all. <laughs> and I think... And join us to watch the series. We're yeah. begging for that Xbox money right now. <laughs> There's also some weird like Disney Plus, Paramount Plus thing going on. So, not sure why. Game Pass. But <laughs> <laughs> they're just trying to make every little cent that they can. But yeah, definitely grab that 30 day trial right now. Oh my God, I just realized what was in chat. <laughs> but um, yeah, grab Paramount Plus. I'm not. I'm not the. Uh, not gonna be against. You know, throwing that out there. You should definitely take that free 30 days. Just. I'm just video game media right now is just in such a like critical pivotal spot because we've we've gotten so used to it being just you know 
garbage trash TV. And now it's starting to be good and people are starting to take not only like video game media seriously, but just video games in general as a serious media, which is, it sounds similar, but it's, it's different. It's, it, there's a difference, okay? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just really glad. But at the same time, like I said, it's pivotal. So it could also it could be really really great, or it could crash and burn and we're back at square one. So I'm really hoping that Halo turns out to be like Sonic and not like Warcraft. <laughs> well, I mean, we're also yeah, getting like like I think there's an article a month or two ago now about Bioshock stuff coming to like there's a, like a movie adaptation or something like that. Um, I mean, there's been rumors about this for years, uh, and it just all fell apart. Um, yeah, I mean that we, as gamers, we love these stories, right? we just want them to get out to more people. Um, and something that is story rich, like a Bioshock or like, you know, really good lore and story to dig into. We just, as gamers, we just want it to be as good as possible so that people that don't game as much as we do are like, Hey, that's really cool. Yes. That's what we, that's what us nerds been saying what we've been screaming over here it's really hard to like balance that though because then you get something like uncharted which was like so watered down for like mainstream audiences that it lost the core of what made it uncharted so you know yeah that'd be a bad example it's a dance yeah that's true i mean the good thing is not every movie is gonna get tom holland or chris but (laughs) <laughs> we're i think we're almost past that point yeah, um, it's actually twitching now because you said it you said <laughs> the words i did we don't speak um, of him. <laughs> but i mean bringing it bringing it all back together with with what we had i mean um with the the bioshock news there was also that that raw fury story um that uh dj2 the entertainment company uh is already doing stuff with netflix and i think part of their deal might also be dealing with Amazon Prime, not 100%. Yeah, I think the Disco that, Elysium thing is on Amazon, or is yeah. Amazon now has a right. Yeah, but there's still um, more, like, Tomb Raider, Life is Strange, uh, Sleeping Dogs, Little Nightmare. The Last of Us, uh, right? Is also getting something? That's HBO. Last of Us is still coming from HBO, um, and I think, I think they said that they were uh, close to being done. I think they're close to wrapping the actual production of it. They could keep it. It's zombies. I already, I, I spoke my piece on that. Uh, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> uh, you have to see it for Pedro. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, he good. he good. He good. He good. <laughs> we gonna see his butt though. <laughs> I mean, we might. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon. Um, does anybody else have anything they want to talk about on on these games and or movies and TV? series no, i think i i think i have uh, expended my well <laughs> no more nice. resident evil movies that's it <laughs> or at least not the Mila jovovich ones like no, yeah just no, no more we're just done for a while just break technically yeah i would love to see i would love to see uh what is his name carlos from the third one is it carlos i can't remember uh, yeah Oliveira. um i would love to see Rose a story Oliveira, about him uh yes yeah. He's the the little mini love story with with Jill. Um, give me give me that. Tell me that. I mean, story. we we saw him in 
the Paul W.S. Anderson movies. Uh, and he was Oded Fair, who is a fun actor that everybody loves, and he was sexy as hell. But uh, yeah, I, I think we need RE3 Remake's version of Carlos Kosho. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we are getting... Uh, we are getting that Netflix show very soon, I think. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I did have one little last word thing here that is not in regards to the movies and TV series, though. Uh, he- heads up for anybody that is a Metroid Dread player. Boss Rush mode came out today in their latest free update. So Woo, uh, get, your ass get on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, boss rush mode for dread, uh, is, oh my God, I need to rebuy the game because of that, um, there's boss rush mode and then they're actually, uh, the challenge, uh, dread mode version of that is literally one hit kills. So if you really want to, want a tougher than Elden Ring experience, boss rush mode, Metroid dread. Yeah, I said it tougher than Elden Ring. Come at me, bro. Hey. Damn. <laughs> um, I do have a little bit of a last word, and it is about uh, Activizard. So they like decided to give all their QA testers like full time positions now, oh, like wow. full time. They getting paid now. They treating their, their employees with a little bit more respect than they were previously, which is which is fine to hear after you know they did that slap on the wrist little settlement drop of the bucket. Ugh, I'm so mad about that. But strikes work, you know. You and I get together. If something ain't right, make it right with each other. Do it. That's right. Uh, I will say that unfortunately there was a there was a silver lining, um, and then there's a, another additional bit Uh-oh. of news to that. Um, yeah, the what was it? They the deal happened, and then shortly thereafter there was a, a new press release to uh, to other people that a few of the QA testers uh, were not actually involved in it. So there's still all kinds of news, but at least they are paying somebody <laughs> more money um, and giving them full-time positions. <laughs> but one of these days, maybe we'll get a little bit further. But hey, I mean, workers got to win with Amazon. So I'm in New York. So I'm going give, to give props to that. Yeah. Shit is working. It. It's still going to be a long, a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not. It's it's not. It's not over by a long shot. But the small victories still matter. That's right. A little bit of your uh, party invite politics for the day. Ooh. <laughs> this has been the party invite podcast. Thank you so much for listening, watching, or joining us in the live chat on Twitch. Hey, you know we love y'all, Twitch. Mm, we love y'all on all of our platforms. Which you can find all of our content as well as our community by going to www.partyinvite.games, our hub site with all of our media at your disposal. Ooh, I have been Sovereign Sid, and I don't do improv lines because I'm bad at them. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>